Welcome back to the podcast. As always, I'm joined by my esteemed co-host, Derek Malley. How are you today, buddy? I appreciate you calling me esteemed. I know, it's right? a good word, yeah. right? It's a Didn't nice word, it's big. I feel like this is that moment in Shrek where he's like, she thinks I'm a Steve. Makes me feel pretty amazing, right? <laughs> and I noticed you also watch Shrek because it's on Netflix recently too, right? Correct, I mean, yes. yeah, as soon as that came back yeah. on Netflix, that changed watch everything that. about my weekend. The goal of today, if there if there is a goal for this episode, I think we should talk about when we first set out to do this show, we were sort of in the midst of what I would call the craziest part, what I think will be the craziest part of this year. March was March insane. Uh, the number of offers that we saw, the changes in interest rates that started to occur but hadn't fully taken place. I think March was just a transitional period in real estate as a whole, but certainly in Chicagoland. What's happened in the last month, in my opinion, the largest story is the interest rates. And I, maybe I'll just put you on the spot here. I think the question I'm getting most from people, especially people who are new to this whole process is, how is it that inflation and rising inflation are somehow tied directly to my mortgage interest rate? And why do I care? Yeah, I mean, and that's a great question because all we're seeing right now is interest rates going up, yeah. right? And when you ask someone, hey, why are interest rates going up? When you turn on the news, all they're talking about is inflation. Right. Right. It's a one-to-one -one conversation. Exactly. Like, right. Yeah. And I mean, it does have such a huge part and a huge component of the interest rates right now. But let's kind of break that out a little bit. Right. So first and foremost, we all know what inflation is. Right. Inflation is the cost of goods or services increasing over time. Right. Too much money, not enough services and or goods. So obviously the cost of those services and or goods are going to go up. Right. Right. We're seeing it today in the real estate market, right? Too many buyers, not enough inventory. What's going on in inventory? Prices are going up. Right. Right. So in a, in a better way to understand this, I want everyone to put themselves in the shoes of the ones giving the mortgages, the people who are determining the interest rates, okay. right? Typically, if you have a bond or a mortgage, you know, they don't really like inflation. Why is that? Okay. Most mortgages are a 30 year product. So it's being paid over a long period of time, right? By and large, most mortgages are fixed, right? The mortgage payment that you're paying on the first payment is the same you're paying on the last, right? So if you would have originated a mortgage, call it five, six years ago, and you're receiving $2,000 a month for that payment five or six years ago, and you saw some minimal inflation, mm -hmm. you can handle that, right? You're a trillion dollar mortgage company, billion dollar mortgage company, right? Today's day and age, we're seeing inflation rise at such an exponential rate that the only thing that a lot of mortgage companies, lenders, or anyone dictating these interest rates can do in an, in an effort to maybe do self-defense here yeah. is to rise interest rates. Right? And the reason is they don't want too many people to apply with too risky a portfolio of loans being handed out exactly. if interest rates are just going to run away from everybody and affordability goes away. Correct. I mean, right? that's one part of it, right? So their buying power on these companies end is being eroded with every right. mortgage that they're originating. Correct. Right? So in an effort to kind of combat this or to, to control the inflation, what they're doing is they're rising interest rates. They're taking some people out of the market. They're sopping up some of that extra money so that the supply can start to kind of catch up. And we, we knew this was coming, and you and I have talked about this before, because interest rates were unnaturally deflated for a long time. Correct. I mean, we were trying to particularly get the housing market to recover from 2008 Correct. and beyond. Correct. And so interest rates were low to inspire home ownership and home purchase. 
Exactly. We're now in a position where it seems like, whether by choice or just by force of what's happening in the economy, we're flipping on that. Exactly. So, you know, while interest rates were being artificially lowered, the the Fed was taking all the money that they were receiving some of the, from some of the mortgage-backed securities and taking and reinvesting that into the interest rate market, mm -hmm. as opposed to taking that money and buying down their debt. Right. Right. So now we kind of have a twofold system where inflation is much higher than anyone had anticipated. And then we're also having the, the Fed tapering back the amount of mortgage backed securities they buy. Interesting. So, so the combination of, of these is resulting in, I mean, really, it sounds like a tougher lending world, right? It's a harder lending world if I'm a consumer to engage with. It's a perfect storm. Yeah. Right. I mean, only like even your top tier scenario pre-approvals are still having higher interest rates of which they're surprised to see. Right, or more stipulations on down payments and things. And we saw this when COVID hit too, right? Yeah. Where uh, your big banks in particular made it difficult to get a conventional loan, or at least difficult to go through the process of a conventional especially loan. Especially if you're self-employed. Right, right. Uh -huh. If you're self-employed, yeah. I mean, you're, you're given five years of documentation, it felt right. like, right? Yeah, so, all the real estate agents out there probably remember trying to buy a home the last yeah. couple of years. It's been painful. It's tough, right? <laughs> so so yeah. that's why we're seeing, like you had said, no one's surprised that interest rates are up right now. Right. However, everyone's surprised at how quickly and how rapidly they did go up. And the name of the game or really what caused that was inflation. It's so interesting to me because I'm seeing the interest rates rising and truly I'm hearing it in like, I'll have a conversation with a client one week and we're talking about their affordability when they had a three, five, yep. and now it's five plus we're having an entirely different conversation I mean, about hundreds of dollars, right? You know? It's crazy. The difference in home they can afford in that change. And I know we've always used that age old adage, like 1% in or one interest rate decreases your spending power by about 10%. Right? So I think that we're seeing that now in practice, this is the only time that I've ever seen interest rates move so rapidly that we can actually apply that 10 to 15% purchase power reduction in like a one month timeframe. They're saying this is one of the typically mortgage applications, and we'll get into this later, mortgage applications and rising interest rates don't correlate, but right now they are, right? So Where they're seeing interest rates rising and decreased mortgage applications finally correlating, which makes sense. Some people right. have been looking for homes for six months and haven't found any. Right. Some people were already pre-approved at the top of their price point, right? If you were in that instance, or if you're just sick of it, you're back to renting, right? You know, you're, you're back to renting because- And God knows those rates are awful right now too, you right? You know better so than I, which I'm assuming is miserable. That actually leads into the next portion of this conversation, I think, which is, so the interest rates, obviously, we understand why they're on the rise. In some ways, I would say it's a sign of the market recovering, but- In, in, in a way, yes, it right? is. Right, I mean, there we knew this should happen. The market trying to recover. Trying to recover. Yep. So then the flip side of that is these buyers that are getting these higher interest rates, what are they looking at in the city here? And you know, we, we started the show by saying we have seen sort of a, uh, I don't know if I call it a pause or just, I would say things have slowed down since the end of March. If we were running with our hair on fire in March, we're just sprinting right now, yeah, right? I'd say. Uh, and in my opinion, when that happens, our peers particularly, or even our clients, I think there's a lot of panic that happens. The second things slow down, people are like, oh, this is the bubble. It's gonna crash. We knew it was coming. It's all going to shit. And I, I hate when I hear that because I don't think that that's accurate. 
But when I, when I look at our marketplace, you've got rising interest rates now, which we just talked about. Yep. Inventory in most of the neighborhoods I'm serving in the city. So we're talking Lincoln Park, Lakeview, Bucktown, Wicker Park, where we're sitting right now. I mean, one and a half, 1.75 months of inventory, right? Yep. If a balanced market's four to six, it's a seller's market all day and will be for the foreseeable future. But if we know that loan applications are slowing down, we know the interest rates are going up, so affordability is going down, and we know that inventory is just on the precipice of its biggest bump of the year usually, which is spring break. All the people who are waiting to list because they're kids, they list. They list. So all that's coming into play right now. And I think where that takes us from here is a slow elevation back to a balanced market. Right. We're gonna see fewer multiple offers, we'll see more inventory that is on market for longer, and we'll see a slowly but surely declining pool of buyers over the next probably six months. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's hard right now to not hear all the negative news, mm -hmm. right? It's hard right now to not hear about all the difficult and the challenges that people are at least encountering right now. Absolutely. But I did read a, 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 a maybe I wanna call it a glimmer of hope, right? So Mortgage Bankers Association will often come out with what they think the projected volume of mortgage or, or sales transactions will be for that year, mm -hmm. okay? 2020, 4.1 trillion, okay. okay? 2021, 4 trillion, okay? 2022, 2.6 trillion, okay? <laughs> so, okay. by the surface, that sounds, you know, much less than what we were looking at for the last two, two years, right. right? But I do wanna point out that it's still the third highest in the last 16 years of numbers that they've had. Wow. So yeah, are we taking a little bit of a back turn from the last two years? Yes, we have. Yeah. But were the last two years almost an anomaly? Yes, they were, right? Yeah. Do we still see this industry and the picking up? Yes, we do, yeah. right? Because like I said, the projections this year, although didn't match the last couple, are as healthier as they could be. So again, maybe just a little glimmer of, of positive and or successful news, I guess, right? Silver lining on everything. We're there, right? That's it. That's all we got to get to. If we can end every one of these episodes with a little silver lining on the marketplace or a Disney story. Both. Both, in Both. some cases. Both. That's Both. the way to do this, I think. Yeah, no, I think so. But, you know, going off of what you said, obviously mortgage applications are down right now. You know, just last week they went down 8%. So it's significant. And I, I have to assume, and I guess you don't have a way to directly correlate this, but I would assume a lot of that's just by the rates rising where they are. Exactly. If I logged in three weeks ago and it was mid fours and now it's five, two, five, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> I'll this, sign that right? renewal, you know? So, so that's what I said earlier. This is the first time they're really seeing interest rates and mortgage applications really correlating. Now, obviously there's some correlation, right? But they are seeing almost a one-to-one -one correlation right now, which is pretty nuts. Do you think that'll continue? Is that expected to, for the foreseeable future or will that fall off? Or where does that take us in, you know, by midsummer, what's happening with mortgage I have a feeling that, you know, interest rates right now have finally kind of started to calm down a little bit. Judging From their off, rapid acceleration? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Judging off projections, I wouldn't be surprised if interest rates ticked up a little bit back into this summer you know, the couple summer months. That being said, everything after that should start to lower down, should start to ease up, right? Yeah. So one point I'm trying to make to a lot of clients right now is maybe not look at the lowest interest rate. Why that is, is because you're gonna be refinancing in the next 12 to 18 months anyways. A very good chance. Correct. Yeah. 
So I don't want people thinking of these mortgages right now as a 30-year loan, maybe a two, three, even a five-year mortgage. Well, and we've yeah. said it before, how many people get a 30-year house, right? I mean, everybody starts with a 30-year loan, but it's a five to 10-year plan for most people. Correct, you know? correct. So that's where it's like looking at these applications where it's, you know, maybe not position yourself for the next 30 years. Maybe you position yourself for the next two to three years. Right. You know, where you could get a sizable closing cost credit that will assume a lot of your cost. And then you're really not even going to have to worry about having to refinance costs later because you've already had your cover. You have it set aside. Right. 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 Yeah. I do think this is the time where you have to be paying attention to that more than ever, you know, not more than ever. It's like, what's the old saying in real estate? You, you make money when you buy, right? Like the, yeah. you have to pay attention to the deal you're structuring on the buy side because who knows what the situation is going to be when you go to sell or what your refinance will be in between, or all you can really focus on is what you know right now. Exactly. Exactly. To go off of that refinance applications down 20% right now too. Well, I guess, I mean, if you, didn't refinance when it was the three, you probably were kicking yourself, Ooh, but down, sorry, lowest in 20 years. Really? Lowest in 20 years. 20 years. So that's, I mean, I think that's just a sign of how unprecedented what we're seeing is right now with the interest rates. I mean, it's, it's truly like a hockey stick curve of correction that they're, I don't they're think. They're calling it an upside down yield curve. I hate that term so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still learning that one when it figures out, right? So, I mean, it's uh, it's one of those things that now more than ever, I think it's very important to be working with quality professionals, right? No Advisors, yeah. you know, you're not just lugging people around its own homes. You're showing them what's gonna be good in each neighborhood, what to offer, what they may be able to get away from, what's gonna win the deal and things like that. Right. Whereas what we're doing now is we're more advising on terms, on products, on rates. Right. Because right now more than ever, you know, you could take advantage of the market. You just gotta know how to and you gotta get creative. I, I think that's the whole thing. There's opportunity in this marketplace everywhere. It's just a matter of how you're looking at it, how you're structuring the deal to approach it, and really how well you understand your objectives coming into it. Um, you know, if now is the time when you need to move and you need to buy a house, there are plenty of ways to do that and to be successful without letting the market sort of dictate how your success has to go. Absolutely, you know, like we touched on earlier, I saw so many people just completely get, you know, hesitant of the market, right? right. They, they've completely taken themselves out. Well, it just goes to show you, what is the renter market doing right now? Yeah. You know, it's hammering them. Right. So like you said, it's about finding the way to get creative right now, because there are certain ways. I agree. I think there's always a creative way to win. It's just, you gotta get through the craziness that exists. So, well, th this has been useful for me. I think I learned more about inflation probably than I've ever learned. So that was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I think if we can take something away from today, if I'm in buyer's shoes right now, thinking about how to approach this marketplace, I mean, it's, it doesn't seem like there's any incentive to wait. <laughs> there's no incentive to wait, right? And it's all about being strategic right now, yeah. you know, and you're strategic by having a cohesive group, and knowing kind of what to anticipate and to prepare as well too. Right, yeah, and I think the better prepared you are, the more active you get sooner into this marketplace, the better you'll be set up for success, you know, if you're planning to buy in the summer or fall of this year. Yeah, no doubt. Awesome, well, thank you again for joining us. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow. We are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, YouTube. you name it. We'd love to see you there.